Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast episode number. I have this wrong. I didn't update it. 188. Oh, wow. Come on, Steve. Uh, this is a going live for our beautiful patrons on June 7th, 2021. Everyone else, June 9th. June is halfway over by the time normies are listening to this, and that's kind of scary. No, it's not. No. It's like one third, fourth order. Third. Steve, calm, you calm yourself. Calm yourself. <laughs> that unionized workforces, on average, earn seventeen percent more than non-unionized workforces in the same profession. Mm. It's interesting. So, just in a, a fact, or are you are you going to somewhere with this? I'm not going somewhere with this. Just, okay. just you know, sometimes we got to provide some some wholesome, useful information <laughs> for any particular viewers out there who might be in a workforce that is you know, having conversations about unionization. We should uh, do just, a stay-at-home dad that. union. Let's do that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that would. That would help out all the stay-at-home dads. Um, yeah, so uh, if you want more information about unions, at Stephen Riley on Twitter. My name is Stephen, spell the PHNA. It's uh, supposed to be Stefan, but for some reason, my dad thought it's pronounced Stephen. Uh, joining me, of course, Stephen, spelled P-H-E, which is actually Stephen, but also kind of looks like Stefan, because the PH makes a fuh sound. Yeah, so, I, I have people, I've had people call me Stefan like, numerous times over the years, and I hate it every time. But Steve with a V is pretty definitive, definitive, which is what we call you. So it's Steve and Steve. No one's ever been confused by that, mm-hmm. including our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash Kenny Game Devs. You can back us there for two-day early access to the pod, game key giveaways every month that we get from various bundles, and, and just we get keys for some reason. Uh, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX. Shout outs at the end of every episode and the knowledge you're helping us do what we do covering the Canadian game dev scene, a Herculean task, Steve, for two people who are doing other things for their nine to five. Uh, at our highest tier, Steve, you can get whatever you want plugged on the show uh, for as long as you're at that level, like our main man, Eric Beer, who we had a lovely meeting with this week, uh, still looking for Game Slice sponsors, but are also looking for developers and speakers who want to show off their game or maybe uh, do a pre recorded uh, talk that they're doing as part of a live stream. Uh, he talked to me about that, so you and me, me and you, maybe just you, maybe just me, we'll, might put something together for that this fall. Uh, still got to talk to you about that. Um, and yeah, Game Slice. What's the website? Hold on. He, t- he asked me to plug in it. GameSlice.joydrop.co is where you want to go. I also have some new plugs, Steve. I would encourage everyone listening to this who was appalled by all the news the past couple weeks about the 215 indigenous children whose remains were found at a residential school in Kamloops, British Columbia to donate to the Indian residential school survivors society. If it matters, this is a tax deductible donation. Uh, this is a group of people who I want to read very specifically about what they do here. So as not to mess it up a provincial organization with a 20 year history of providing services to Indian residential school survivors. The society began in 1994 as a working committee of First Nations Summit. Uh, They have been doing this for, I guess, yeah, 25 years now. And uh, their their focus is on healing, on education, on celebrating traditions, learning, um, and healing, which I think is a big part of the the process here. Uh, So I would encourage people to donate there. Uh, Also, there's several bundles I want to plug to, all of them on HEO, of course, because Humble and Steve would never... The Palestine Relief Bundle is now live. Uh, they're looking for half a million. They're at 300000 You get, let's oh, re- see. Oh, <coughs> refresh. There should be $5 more. Oh. I just did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It went up. 
Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Steve, this bundle has 1,019 items for five US. Uh, all these items separately would normally be four thousand one hundred and seventy-eight dollars and 49 cents save 99 percent plus because <laughs> like i assume just like the fill-in code that like does the bundle text and that's quite funny uh this uh, uh bundle of course is going to support um palestinians who are in desperate need right now there was a lot of uh trouble based on the people trying to organize this bundle i follow on twitter because a lot of u.s laws stop you from directly donating to help Palestinians who are being blown up. Uh, so they are going through the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, who has provided food assistance to over 1 million Palestinians and continues to do so. Uh, so uh, Steve bought that bundle. I'm going to buy that bundle. As well as the Queer Games Bundle 2021, which Steve pointed out, their their goal, I think, is sort of symbolic. They're trying to raise $5 million, and that $5 million represents a third of the average uh, AAA game budget. And what they're saying is, if they hit that goal, every creator, every LGBT creator in this bundle uh, could stay alive for a year. Is essentially like it would give hundreds of creators and artists the ability to sustain themselves while they do their work. And I mm. think it's kind of like the symbolism of that number. But they're currently at 60,000 of that goal. So 28 days left on that one and i think a few more days left on the palestinian one and devin friend of the site hot new game graffiti simulator has also asked us to plug bundle for at risk and houseless youth specifically in toronto horizons for youth is a toronto-based charity that operates a youth shelter and provides services for at risk and houseless youth many of whom are lgbt and it is pride month steve and uh, devin's included his uh project in here as as well as oh wait i think that was runt was that in here or maybe he just asked us to plug it i'm not uh, seeing it uh runt's tabletop role playing system is the one that he has in here oh okay cool so yeah devin's in here and a bunch of <coughs> other uh tabletop role playing games are in here 100 percent of the proceeds uh made through this bundle Vroom going vroom to that yes I, I someone behind me i don't know if it's appropriate to do the winner gagne but i i did donate to the indian residential school survivor society and i bought the itchio palestine relief bundle on the podcast and then i'll, I'll probably do the other ones next week or week after Spread it out. so i don't know if I it's see. appropriate to do the winner gagne on these but um well we'll uh we'll save that for game purchases i think but yes right. these are all incredibly <laughs> important bundles i will plug at the top of the show notes so if you want to Join us in helping support some worthwhile causes uh, here in Canada as well as uh, overseas and in the larger LGBT community. There you go. Cool. Also got loads of jobs, Steve. Of course, A Game Studios is looking for a Unity Generalist. Clever Endeavor Games looking for a Studio Assistant QA. Insert Coin Accounting are looking for Auditor and Tax Supervisors. Oh, I should say the cities. In uh, Toronto, Montreal, and Remote. Clever Endeavors in Montreal. A Games is Remote. Uh, Mickey Tech Joy Drop, London Joy Drop, also putting on Game Slice. There you go, callback. Are uh, looking for Unreal Engine programmers, Unity programmers, full stack developers, intermediate, senior, and lead, triple wielding programmers for various engines. Uh, in London, Ontario, Snowden Studios in Ottawa, uh, still looking for full stack rendering and senior generalist programmers. Sheridan College is looking for a huge dork to be the new professor of game design <laughs> and several dorks. Prod. Several dorks. Is looking for a senior Unity developer. All of those 
Oh, I, I forget what they are. They're in Toronto. League Prod is Leak in Prod? Toronto. Yeah, it's gotcha. in Toronto. Uh, and then some events we've been plugging ongoing. Damage Camp 2021 is on right now. They're doing lots of talks. They're fostering financial stability for the community in Toronto and across Canada, hosting Saturday afternoon sessions to empower the community to find the best paths for financial stability and support everyone independently making games and interactive technology. Uh, Dirty Rectangles, still a great name for an organization, come back June 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern, for their monthly video game show and tell directly from creators, hosted by your friendly neighborhood Rectangles. Um, I'm going to tune in. I, I, always, I always enjoy their talks. It's cool to mm-hmm. see the process, Steve. The process is ultimately what's more important to me, which is kind of a weird way to think about games but i'm always interested like if the, if i know the craft of something was really hard to execute even if i'm not specifically en- enamored with the final product i am super interested in playing it for that reason like the first game that spoke to me that way was like the swapper was like stop motion kind of like claymation and they built sets for it and stuff and i was like this is really cool and it was actually a good game but stuff like that mm-hmm. you get a you get a look at that at dirty rectangles um, Unity Club by DMG is coming back Monday, June 14th, 6.30 Eastern. Show off your Unity project or just hang out, chat with pals, and uh, discuss various challenges, techniques, and learning paths as you develop in Unity. Unity, sorry, DMG is also having a Game Writer Circle online on Thursday, June 24th, 6.30 Eastern. Low-key chill night of talking about narrative design and writing for games. In July, TennoCon, of course, returning the full-day digital all-day event. Uh, is looking at Warframe's past and taking a sneak peek at spectacular things to come, quote. Uh, and Game Dev Atlantic coming back this fall. No new details since last week. Boom, Steve. Shuffle those papers. <laughs> I tell you what. what was time? Oh, that was all within like 10 minutes. That's beefy. I try. I don't know. I feel like we front load too much of the paperwork on the show, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still playing with the format. I think if anyone has feedback for like, you know, if you would rather all the paperwork be at the end, or I don't know, I'm it's a we're open to suggestions. I think it's mm-hmm. safe to say. Mm-hmm. Speaking of reformatting the show, Steve, I want to enter. I want to split up our usual post paper shuffle segment from uh, into two segments: releases and news and announcements. Releases specifically, just what came out in the time you listened to the past podcast and this week from Canadian developers and news and announcements, obviously more like game announcements and, and news concerned with the games industry. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? I like it. Let's try it. All right, let's give it a shot. This week releasing uh, super animal Royale is out now for free on Xbox game preview from Vancouver studio. Oh, uh, it has a special bundle uh, for game pass ultimate subscribers. That comes with uh, some skins and currency, I think, which is uh, interesting way to get people invested into that. So I got to add that and check it out. Uh, Darkest Dungeon and Backbone are coming to Game Pass. Uh, those are also two Vancouver studios. Uh, Backbone's also launching day one on Game Pass. Uh, Was that, did that? Did that already happen? Or? Not yet. Let me find the the date for sure. Um, Just is coming soon. Backbone's coming June 8th uh, to Game Pass PC, and Darkest Dungeon is coming to console, PC, and cloud june 10th it's june 8th and june 10th you will get those two. Oh, the backbone's only on pc mm-hmm. yeah because mm. i think they're launching first on pc consoles later this summer i believe is the current plan oh okay right. so I, I they might also come to console game pass later but at the moment just pc interesting all right cool darkest dungeon of course steve 
uh, one of the, I think, most prolific Canadian indies to come out the past decade. Um, smash Kickstarter hit, Runaway Success, loads of DLC. and Hard, uh, hard as hell. Hard as hell, and ported to everything, and the inevitable Darkest Dungeon 2 announcement last year, two years ago, three years ago, I was still in university. Good lord, games are hard. Stonefly is also out now, Steve, on PC and consoles. This one I hadn't heard about, a gap in, in my knowledge of the Canadian game that I've seen. It's from uh, Flight School HQ in Montreal. Uh, they also have studios, I didn't realize, in um, Hollywood and Dallas, but the main ones in Montreal. Mm. Um, their latest game, of course, Creature in the Well, came out a year or two ago. It was also oh, on Game Pass. So that's guys, where okay. most people know them, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, this new game, uh, Harness the Wind and Soar <clears throat> Through All the Wilderness in Stonefly, a chill and tranquil action-adventure game. Um, it's out now on everything, all the PC shops, all the consoles. Um, so they really just did like a shotgun day one, which isn't easy. 20 bucks, not bad as well. Also quite a beautiful art style, I, I think. It's got like, um, if people played Risk of Rain 2, it's that look. And also has a lot of oh, the yeah. same sort of like, um, if people have played Creature in the Well, a lot of times, like, I think it's cell shading, but there would be like a, a pencil sort of feel to the edges of everything. Like someone had just been like doodling this thing in their notebook. Yeah. And then just like dragged it into a 3D game. Which I think the works right now. well. It looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been reading some previews. People seem to be pretty high on it. Uh, let me let me check out the Steam page right now. Twenty five reviews sitting at positive. Let's find the funniest one. Summary funny. Ah, uh, this one's five paragraphs. This one's also six <laughs> paragraphs. Holy shit! I, str- I struggle to believe either of these reviews are funny, and therefore will not read them. Uh, but yeah, Stonefly. So. As well as Grifflands from Vancouver-based Play mm. Like Play. It's out now on Steam and consoles. Previously was just early access on the Epic Game Store, but is now everywhere. Another shotgun approach. Just pretty much everything. Steam, Epic, uh, Xbox, Switch, PlayStation 4, and 5. Oh, no, so, they say 5 via backwards compatibility. And there's there's a bit more, because one of the bonuses of our wishlist this feature uh, is that I get emails whenever these things come out, right? So... This week, I got emails about the Tower of Hours um, was released on Steam. That's the one that yeah. had like the hand drawn like RPG stuff. Oh yeah, <clears throat> uh, Game Dev Masters is out now on early access, and that's I think it's time I mean, to become the game dev developer you always wanted to be. Make use large array of features and players used to create stunning ten out of ten games. Hmm. Um. And then Astalon Tears of the Earth from the uh-huh. lab, lab Works uh, in Toronto, e- Mississauga, I think. But yes, Mississauga. Yeah, close enough. All right. Yeah, I missed three this week, but that's true. I should check my Steam emails. Such and such is now available. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, seven, eight, eight big Canadian indies hitting shelves, hitting digital go. store shelves this week. I watched uh, one of my friends stream Grifflands this morning, and it's quite pretty, and I think the voice acting's quite nice, but I do not like turn-based deck games, Steve. I'm sorry. It's okay. But I appreciate them. You don't have to apologize For, to me. I'll apologize to, to Clay. I like your other <laughs> shit. Don't starve, too. Um, <laughs> news and announcements, Steve. 
you sent me a link to a like PlayStation blog post that was just announcing a bunch of VR games, and I checked all of them. One is Canadian. Wind Leaves is by indie developer Trebuchet in Montreal. Excuse me. Quote, In Wind and Leaves, you will discover the world of the gardener yourself. Uh, you're surrounded by flower beds as you wander out of the verdant valley where you were brought back to life. You pause for a brief moment and gaze upon the barren and dusty hills in front of you. Will you be able to restore life in this world and stop the upcoming cataclysm? It's kind of a premise similar to Flower. Do you remember Flower? Oh, is it flower? really? I, I never actually played Flower. I remember it, but I, it's the one of those. <clears throat> it's their one game I didn't play. In Flower, you're sort of reclaiming a very desolate space with like vegetation and life and vines grow up over discarded skyscrapers and you sort of like fly through the level uh just plants and life and flowers grow around you Mm. and in wind of leaves just from this trailer here yeah you got these kind of like two walking sticks in front of you which i think you'll be i wonder if you actually use them to like move move yeah you know what i mean but um yeah it looks like a very deserty mad max wasteland with sandstorms levels that you are changing um it looks like you plant your walking sticks in the ground to like get soil samples and and then you actually it looks like a uh, the the moon you know in like movies when it shows the passing of time like the sun goes down and the moon comes up really quick yeah, yeah. it looks like you kind of do that after you've sort of like done something to the ground and that uh, vegetation you planted like grows in what would look closer to real time because like the day night cycle is like being sped up really fast. Is this just like a colorful Death Stranding? No, Steve. Okay, I don't think so, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's hard to walk around or will be or especially <laughs> ooh or will be especially plot heavy uh, per se. But yeah, that's uh, from Trebuchet in Montreal, a developer I hadn't encountered before. I gotta, um, I gotta show this this uh, trailer to Brett because he was always like, poo pooing on VR, and he was like a big farming sim person. So I gotta like show him this game that's both like, farming and like healing the land and VR. That's awesome. Send this to Brett. Do it. Uh, their website is trebuchet.fun, which I really appreciate. Oh. Uh, their previous games were Jousting Time and Prison Boss VR. Mm. I should cool. see if this is on. Is, is it coming? Because I know these were all announced on PlayStation, but is it coming to other VR? Platforms? Let me see. Wind and Leaves current platforms is PSVR on their mm. press kit, mm. which I'm not sure when was the last time updated. They're hoping to release spring 2021, and according to the Gregorian calendar, that ends in seven, fourteen, fifteen days. So I don't know if it has an official release date yet. Actually, let me check. Because that would be kind of funny if I missed that. Yeah, that's true. Um, this website is not structured Maybe, uh, to give me information. Oh, really uh, July twenty, July twenty seventh. Ah, so not spring, but that's okay. Pretty close. Games are hard. <laughs> pretty close. Yeah, uh, uh, games are hard. So yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna reach out to them. I have my PSVR set up now, Steve. Uh, for the listeners who don't know, for months I'd been probably like a year since I had my PSVR set up. I would like find games on the PlayStation store sales I wanted and, and buy them. And you're like, oh, when I set up my VR, I'll play that. And so I have like 
five or six games. And then there were a bunch of those free ones during the COVID stay at home thing this past March mm. that were VR supporting. So I have loads of games to check out my PSVR now. I just had to wait for that little camera adapter to come in from uh, Sony. They sent it to me for free, which was really nice. Excellent. So now I can use my PSVR to play Wind Leaves. They didn't. Um, wait, it took that long for you to get it? Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah, it was a huge pain for for like months. Like I went to the form on their site where it was like put in your uh, PSVR's serial code on the back of the box and and then we'll send it to you. And I had to put in an address and it just Canada wasn't a country on there, so I just couldn't. So I had to go through like PlayStation support. Anyway, it was a big pain. Mm. I'm sure I'm not the only Canadian who tried to get the PSVR adapter. That's I fair. can't can't be the only Canadian. All that to say. Another Montreal studio will be revealing World Premiere, their next project this Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, June. Nope. Sunday, June 13th. Eidos Montreal put out a tweet saying their next game, barring any leak in the coming weeks from, I don't know, Walmart, France, Amazon, Thailand. There's loads of places you could just get your game leaked ahead of time. The World Premiere will be... 12.15 Pacific is 3.15 your time, 4.15 my time next Sunday. Didn't so, uh, Walmart Canada had a big leak as well during E3, I think, one time. It was 2018. They leaked pretty much everything. It was like Rage 2, yeah. uh, Just Cause 4. It was, it was like a whole bunch of games that they just published. And it's like awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Walmart France. <laughs> Which is, it, I don't know, that speaks to a really weird thing about the video game industry secrecy that you don't really get other like in other industries like movies or films like when a studio buys a screenplay and it starts like any production or filming it's like this is the name of the movie this is the entire credits list this is the release month uh, this like yeah you just get i'm always everything. amazed by that where they they like say when a movie is out like two like if you look at the mcu like timeline or the whatever like the plan they know like there's a they're like yeah avengers 5 is coming out in may 24th 2028 or something mm -hmm. like, yeah <laughs> like, it's because it's because hollywood is so professionalized in a way games isn't and i sound like a broken record that at this point but it is because of guarantees and laws put in place through a lot of the labor organizing <clears throat> in hollywood in the 40s and 50s that it's like we can't work for more than this amount of time we need this amount of credit you need. And that's another thing. A lot of video game voice actors, cause there's a big bleed over between um, Hollywood and video games more and more is like a Hollywood actor will get a, a script for something. And uh, as soon as you sign on it, like they can usually talk about it or um, they know the role of the script they're reading for. But in, in voice acting for video games, these uh, there's no such agreement between the talent and the owners. So that, they'll get scripts and they'll record the entire thing and they won't even find out about the game until it actually comes out. And that happened with <coughs> the voice of um, what's her face and firewatched Delilah, I think played by Sissy Jones didn't realize she was the voice of one of the prostitutes in grand theft auto five until someone <laughs> sent her a clip of her being run over repeatedly by just someone on YouTube who was just doing this. And then someone watched that clip and was like, wait, I know her. And so that's just, that's the disparity in the level of professionalism between Hollywood and, and games. And aside from just like keeping timelines and deadlines secret, it also just like Hollywood will tell you in two years when the movie's coming out and it'll come out because they've developed like, 
practices and, and workflows that work in a way that games have never had to. Yeah, the latest MCU movie, I just, because I don't know movies that well, and MCU, like MCU is really the only thing I follow, is mm-hmm. the latest one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is in May, is May 5th, 2023. So like I, two years yeah. from now, they know. They're like, <laughs> like Dude, Steve. Like, what do you think I'm doing with this information? Like, am I setting my calendar? Like, yo. I don't even trust game release dates a month out. You know, oh. like, like you can't trust any video because there's just so inconsistent. Like, Naughty Dog delayed The you- Last of Us Part 2, like, two weeks before it was supposed to come out. Cyberpunk got delayed, like, a Cyberpunk month and then got a couple delayed. weeks before it came out. Cyberpunk got delayed after it went gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, like... Which is nuts because usually Which, that's that means like they're pressing discs and stuff. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, cyber, cyberpunk's its own. It's the case. extreme, <laughs> uh, the extreme edge case of the the issues with games we're talking about. But yeah, uh, I believe Wind Leaves will be out July, whatever. Probably. Oh yeah, that's true. July twenty seventh. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like video gaming is fairly new even like the scale of what it is now because like games have been around since like the 70s and 80s but like up until 2000s like games were up until like the nintendo 64 era games were made by like four people like mortal kombat was made by four people the original Mm -hmm. mortal kombat so i guess like there wasn't like it wasn't the big production stuff that it is now and certainly not like with movies so i guess like maybe it just it's just taking some time because you said this stuff happened with movies in like the 40s and 50s that was like 50 years after movies were kind of being made and stuff, right? Like movies started kind of in the early 1900s. So I guess it mm-hmm. just, eventually that stuff will happen with video games mm-hmm. by people like yeah. you, not me. I'm not going to do anything about it, but we're seeing parallels. <laughs> the worker, I think what's going to happen as the indie indie scene explodes more and more is more and more worker co-ops seems to be incredibly popular. Co-op mode celebrated <clears throat> nine years this year. Eight years, nine years. I guess um, maybe as like there's more bleed bleeding through um, the industry because like you see people who are kind of jumping between certainly with voice actors, but also like you know Steven Spielberg made a video game for EA and um, and then that one guy who said fuck the Oscars like he was a director and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I wonder if like as you get more people crossing over back and forth and being like why isn't it like this <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's that will happen. Not that Spielberg probably gives a shit about anyone below him, but maybe that fuck the Oscars guy does. I like to think he'd be fun to work for. I would like to work for him to see what it's like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that said, we'll be tuning in to see uh, Idos Montreal announce a game, and if they give it a release date, <laughs> delay it five times. But um, yeah. <laughs> the first slew, Steve, of E3 coverage, Blitzkrieg, I would say, of E3 live streams... It's we're calling it E three live streams, but there's only like the only actual through E three streams are I think Xbox Bethesda, Ubisoft, and another one, and then there's like five hundred other publishers and collectives, and IGN's putting on Gorilla Collective, which I have my own issues with IGN facilitating marketing for games that they cover. Um, it's just like the semblance of a conflict of interest is might as well just be a conflict of interest, but Gorilla collective day one, I think this is the second year of Gorilla collective was, uh, yesterday we're recording this on Sunday, June 6th. I pulled out two Canadian games, Steve, uh, fire tonight, which we've covered in wishlist this before from reptoid games in Toronto. Now has it a release date of August 12th. Nice. Uh, and I, I don't know if that trailer was new from what we've seen before other than the title at the end. Um, I don't remember all the traders, 
trailers, uh, especially well, but I'm, we were both pretty interested in that game. And I think the, it, it falls in a theme of Toronto developed indie games about a relationship between two people separated by space and, uh, the challenges there, which, uh, love a story box, uh, a fold apart. And I guess now fire tonight, which is a fun theme through some of these games I'm noticing. Yeah. What's happening with Toronto developers? What do you guys, <laughs> <laughs> they can't afford to the live shitty, close to each other. So yeah, the shitty TTC is like making people think that it's just like, well, I can't see anyone I love. So let's make a game. Um, so fire tonight was also shown off and Elderland is getting published support from graffiti games. Who's a Vancouver publisher. So, not the developer, but Canadian angle there. That was it of all the games out of that one. I will be spending a lot of time in the coming weeks uh, Googling studio names, trying to find Canadian uh, titles from the various streams. I'm just going to read you some of them, Steve, because they're absurd. Hold on. I kind of I was sort of looking yesterday just sort of at the, like, the oh. descriptions and stuff like that. Nothing really seemed to kind of jump at me, but I didn't look at trailers or anything like that. But I didn't even right, know this I'm was gonna... happening. I was just like, I woke up from a nap and and I saw like everyone on Twitter talking about it, and I was like, I didn't even know. I thought E three was like going to start next weekend. I didn't even know this was like a thing. But but like you said, like there's like three E three things, and then everyone's kind of just riding on the coattails of of all that. Except yeah, for Sony. Just Sony's doing just it at be the same like, time. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let me let me hit you with all these. <laughs> um, no, nah, the IGN one sucks. I know there's other ones. Let's try PC Gamer. Might have it. Um, the Battlefield reveal is its own one. That's dumb. Summer Game Fest, which is the Joff Keeley one, which will have a bunch of announcements, and Weezer will be performing. Oh, and and he'll tell us if it's Canadian or not. He will, which helps. Uh, Netflix Geeked Week, which follows a report that Netflix is trying to get into game development. They've experimented in the past. They did a couple <laughs> Endless Runner games for like Stranger Things and uh, Narcos and a few others, and then they did a Stranger Things video game. Didn't they? Uh, Switch. And didn't they have like a choose your own adventure? Th- like thing? yes, like on Netflix. That was yeah. uh, from the Black Mirror team, I think. Yeah. And uh, oh, shit, what was that called? It was like a one word name title. But yes, they. So the, this stream appears to be them, hosted by Joff Healy again, uh, showing off. Um, the focus appears to be video game tv shows they highlight the resident evil series as well as the next season of the witcher but i i bet they'll tease something else there steve mm-hmm. um coke prime time k-o-c-h uh the oh not not the soft drink no the uh the famous uh republican brothers who diversified their portfolio to include entertainment before thankfully dying uh, they will be showcasing games from Deep Silver, including Metro, Saints Row, and that is also hosted by Joff, I believe. Uh, and then next next Saturday is the big day, Ubisoft, Evolver, Gearbox, Gorilla Collective Day 2, Sundays, Xbox, Bethesda, Square Enix, PC Gaming Show, Future Game Show, Warner Brother Game Show. Monday is Capcom, Take-Two, Freedom Games, the Razer Keynote, Keynote which I couldn't possibly care less about. Tuesday <laughs> is Nintendo Direct... The Bandai Namco, um, and then there's just EA Play Live is at the end of the month uh, on the 26th. It's, I can't, Steve. It's, it's overwhelming. A it's a lot. And they don't even have, it's not even, the one that I would care the most about as like a gamer, it doesn't even, it's not even there. So PlayStation? Sony. Sony, yeah. yeah, they're not. They're it's just not doing anything. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have anything like, to announce, Steve. It's all getting pushed to 2022. 
I think that's true for everyone. Oh man, man. Whatever. I like. I always enjoy E3. It's always the time where I like just get a pizza and I watch some trailers, and Mm -hmm. I just like to. I don't need like this is a debate we have on Discord a lot, where it's like people want to see gameplay and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't need to see that. Like, I just want to know what exists. Like Mm. Metroid Prime Four, for example. I know what it's going to look like. We all do. Like, I don't need to see a gameplay of it. I just need to know it exists. So, like, when they just hype up stuff like that with like a logo, that's really all I kind of need or care Mm. about. If it's something I have no idea about and it's like completely new, then then I lean more towards like the gameplay and stuff like that. But if it's just like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another example. If they're like, here's Last of Us Part Three. I would totally be fine with just like some sort of like live action or like just a logo or just Ellie like shaking in a corner or some shit. And I'd be mm. totally fine with that. Cause it'd be like, cool. That's what they're working on. And, um, and also night dogs, one of those ones where like, if they showed a CGI thing, I'm like, Oh, that is also what the game will look like. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my kind of uh, feeling on it, but I always enjoy E3. I always, I always look at it as a more of a, I don't know. I'm always like, positively optimistic about these things they're just like mm-hmm. it's just fun it's just the week that we get to yeah oh i'm gonna have so much fun steve i'm taking time off Ooh. um because our company's going under and they want me to spend my vacation days so i'll be taking some time at the start of the week to just chill out watch me three streams um find the canadians to cover on the site so that's gonna be fun do it yeah I'm excited. My like, uh, we we talked about predictions last week. I think my pie in the spy sky prediction until the day I die is always Sly Cooper Five won't happen. So I would love a release date for Psychonauts Two, which is probably the, ne- the game I'm like next most excited for. Um, and what I think might actually happen at Nintendo or maybe Xbox is uh, a, a concrete gameplay reveal for uh, Earthblade, which is the next game from the Celeste devs. Because they've been pretty close with Nintendo in the past, especially for the Celeste launch. But I don't know. I think uh, they're obviously of such a profile where they could kind of shop around for where they want to reveal things. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm 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 optimistic we'll see gameplay or even a release date because they're another studio who like they've been doing this for like a decade now. Where like and they have such a tight knit team they've been working through the whole time. When if they were like it's coming out July 10th, and I'm like, oh, it's coming out July 10th, you know. Yeah, like, and they they probably have so much bank from Celeste that they can also just take their time and just do the kind of, they they can kind of do it on their own terms. I feel like mm-hmm. they got the they got the cachet to just sort mm-hmm. of you know yeah exactly. Microsoft came up to them like Nintendo might find that out and also try to like go up to them and just be like, hey, Celeste did pretty good on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it did very well on Switch. So I'm uh, I'm excited. Hmm, I'm wondering. Hmm. I think Xbox could also be where we get uh, Cuphead DLC date. Oh yeah, uh, we should yeah we should know about that. That's true. Um, and the other thing that's been kind of like in the back of my brain since like 2016 was right after Inside came out from Playdead, uh, they sort of put out a concept image for their next project and then just went radio silent. And the story with Inside was it was announced in like 2014 or 15 with like a little teaser, and then at e3 2016 it was like another two minute thing and then it was like and it's available next week and i was like oh mm. oh shit and it's been five years now since inside or 2017 i think no it was 2017 so it's wow. been four years yeah three and a half uh, depending on what i forget when it actually came out 
like what uh, when yeah no it was was it e- i don't know i'm losing my time it was 2016 or 2017 so it's been enough time where i think this year could be another one of those here's the next game from play dead it's out in july or august I'm like oh shit it was it um, came out june august or what's their earliest year june 29th 2016 so actually we're coming up to actually we're yeah, we're coming up to five years. Since and that release date was announced at E3 in the same month. So mm-hmm. that's why I feel like it could be one of those. There's also loads of Canadian games that have ID and Xbox ties. I would totally, I'm going to watch that one, I think, for the most Canadian content. Like uh, The Big Con <laughs> might get a date there. The next Guacamelee game might get it. Or sorry, yeah, it's got a name now. Uh, uh, Everybody Saves Everybody the World, the world yeah. might get a release date there. Moonglow Bay. There's a whole bunch of... Um, Eco Generation from the Coco Cucumber team, a whole bunch of ID at Xbox games that are coming to Xbox console first that I think might get release dates there. I was just thinking Compulsion Games um, had We Happy Few True. in 2018, so probably too soon to get the release date or anything, but we might find out what they what they kind of have mm-hmm. up next. Now that they're um, on by Xbox? Yeah, exactly, now that they got that sweet Microsoft money. And then uh, the Marvel's Avengers game... Apparently they're going to show off the Black Panther expansion pass, which is due this year. So I'm that'll great. be at the same event where the Eidos Montreal team announces their thing on uh, mm. the twelfth, I think. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. So I'm pretty excited to find out about that. Hopefully, they add more trophies. So. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have my laptop on the on the couch with like I don't know. I'm probably gonna get a a Red Bull, I think, and hang out with some friends in Discord. We could stream it to the uh, Discord chat. I've done that a few times. You like stream your uh video player through and so everyone's like synced up so that would be fun we oh, you, look know what, at that. you know what else comes out in two days as we're, as we're recording on tuesday um chivalry 2 oh yeah yeah huh. terrible tr- terrible trophy list by the way oh that's disappointing Absolutely are you gonna get it still ps5 i'm still gonna, I'm still gonna get it on ps5 but just gonna get a physical copy yeah i'm i'm on the physical copy Woo! ps5 bandwagon Choo choo. No. I don't really want to play PS4 games. I don't, and I want to get physical PS5 games. Where possible. The sound does a wagon make, Steve? It's uh, like the sound of like a wooden wheel spinning. I couldn't do with my mouth. Like, like a wooden, yeah, like a wheel kind of on gravel. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I'm excited. E3's fun. I love it. It's stupid. Video games are so stupid, and I'm so excited <laughs> to see any of like the cringy celebrity. Like they'll have Snoop Dogg reveal Battlefield Six or something. And, <laughs> He'll just like pull out a huge joint and start playing the demo, or they'll get like uh, they'll they they always have like the um, cover athlete for whatever whatever sports game to come in and talk about like how much of an honor it is to be on fucking the Madden cover or some shit. There'll be uh there'll definitely be um a car will will roll onto stage somewhere or someone will give now that it's like digital maybe they'll no wait they are still using the stage yeah at some point a car will get driven onto the stage or rolled onto the stage oh and um, we should get some apex legend stuff too right very true that's at the end of the month ea's thing is oh at the end it's of the at month. the end of the month july 22nd i believe i see right. holy moly steve let's do some wish lists this for the lovely listeners at home if you don't know, uh, when I started on this lovely podcast many moons ago, Steve and Brett would frequently wishlist games while they were talking about them. So I was like, hey, let's make it a segment. Every week, I pick three upcoming Canadian made or made in Canada or some, some association with us as a country that you can Except add. <coughs> Except for that one time when you got, when you got, uh, I did, I did get played. played. 
that's I, I I try to look more carefully now. And we've bent the rules a little bit over time. So if like you have a page we can follow, like on HEO, you can add things to a collection. So I make a collection called Wishlist and add there. Or if you're in early access, um, are, you are we double dipping? So Steve, uh, the Steam page f for Industries of Titan uh, wasn't previously available. I don't believe it was just an Epic Game Store exclusive, but now they have a release date, June 21st. So I wanted to highlight uh, Industries of Titan from Brace Yourself Games in Vancouver. Quote, yes, we are double dipping, but on a different store, which I'll count. Create a sprawling industrial city. Compete with other rival corporations of Titan for resources, territory, and power. Do battle with ships, technology, influence, or the sheer productive power of your factories. Stake your claim to the Industries of Titan in this innovative sim strategy game. I love this game, Steve. This game is to sci-fi what Frostpunk was to um, sort of like, you know that, um, it's, it's not called punk, but like the goggles and hats and gears and... Um, steampunk? Steampunk, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I loved this game, we streamed it. Um, the premise is you, you are on, on one of the moons of, oh, Titan's the moon of Jupiter? Titan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so you land there. There's a, a lot of really, you know, as a lot of these sort of sim games get in more recent years, like cheeky uh, capitalism and industry and exploitation humor in the game as you're sort of managing this this little settlement full of uh, um, workers and building up. The, the, the premise is you have these buildings, and you can sort of zoom into the buildings, and you build things on each floor. So in addition to the building, the buildings and connecting power and stuff, you're also going into the buildings and setting things up on different floors and sort of managing space on a grid that also needs to be powered. It's really pretty. It's really tight. And I'm someone who doesn't normally get into very intense strategy games because I have a very short attention span and aren't especially bright when it comes to economics and numbers. But I got a lot out of this game. Um, what do you think? Looking at it, we've we've of course done it before when it was on the Epic Store, but looking at it again, what do you think? I, th I think we've done it before as, on Steam as well because it's currently on my wish list. Just oh. as a heads up. Well, I, I only I'll, I'll play the thing. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, this looks it looks sweet. It looks like you know futuristic like SimCity to me, um, and the ship battles look look pretty sweet. I remember actually because isn't there a joke about how it's not good for the or we we said it's like it doesn't look good for the workers here because they're like blowing up the ships and stuff like that. Oh, it's not. You uh, people will die, but that <laughs> a is a sacrifice yeah, I am willing to make. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it looks it looks pretty sweet. So, is it out on early access right now? And then the release date, the full release date is June twenty first. Or mm -hmm. yeah, okay. I, I believe. Uh, let me confirm that. But yeah, like, uh, or no, it might be launching also in early access on June twenty first on Steam. Uh, they yeah they did the announcement but let me go yeah. let me go peruse their website for a you can uh, also roadmap. request access to their to the playtest as well which which I think is a pretty cool feature but um, yeah this game it looks it looks sweet for sure so let me see press kit I just want that page of like the what is this tag one of the tags is just four x oh the four x's are expand exterminate oh, right, right. yeah yeah it's that one. Nerds, I got gotcha. you. Nerd shit. Um. Oh yeah. So the June update had a whole shit ton of things coming soon. Beta localizations for like eight different languages, and 
I don't see a full release date anywhere. The 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 version one point I played it like the couple days before it came out in mm. early access, um, and it was it was operating like I didn't really encounter any visual hiccups. Like everything, the animations were smooth. It, honestly, you could have told me it was like done, and I would I, I wouldn't have known, which mm. is a testament I think to the strength of their their art style and everything that's been added has been obviously bug fixes and stuff. And my two hours is an indicative of everyone who played it then, but I was super impressed for a day one early access. Nice. Yeah. Next game, Steve also an early access plug session skateboarding sim. No, sorry. Session colon skateboarding sim game by creature studios and Montreal. It's in early access now on steam and Xbox through the game preview program. It's releasing fully approximately eight months ago, according to their Steam Early Access description, so I assume they just blew past that. But I wanted to note, as of their last Steam update, quote, we'll have a very, very special dude making a video announcement for you, so don't miss it. Which, it's gotta be like Tony Hawk or somebody is gonna like... This is, uh, I don't know who a very special dude would be about a skateboarding game. The first thing in my head is Tony Hawk has to like do a little... They get him to play it or something for a video, which I bet would be funny. That would be sweet, but I feel like doesn't isn't Tony Hawk isn't that that series is coming back? So I feel like oh he probably has like a non compete or something. Yeah, but mm. it, there's a bunch of like skateboarding nerds or whatever. So there's a bunch of special dudes who skateboard. Damn, this game has five thousand nine hundred fifty one very po- or reviews and its label is very positive. So good on mm-hmm. them. Yeah, no, they're doing quite well uh, in early access. Quote: Creativity and freedom of expression. Colon. This is Session, pure, raw skateboarding. Forget about hand-holding and turbo timers. Just go tame that concrete. So, you know what? a very... What's up? Gamers are fucking annoying, man. Because, like, for years, <laughs> we had to hear people bitch about how they want Skate to come back. This is mm-hmm. Skate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like but they don't at... want this. They, want, they literally want a brand named Skate to have a box on their shelf. That's what they want. Anyways, but this this, looks, I, no, this, this is totally awesome. like the the nitty gritty detailed. Um, the the perspective is very different. People might not be perspecting. You're, it's like, hold on, let me let me find a good. You're like you're like really tight up on the skateboarder, like kind of like yeah. low to the ground too. Like you you see the skateboard if that makes sense more than is that how skate was though? Actually, I remember what, actually now this is this is all coming back. I didn't know this was Canadian. This is cool. I remember when this got announced because it was people wanted the skate game so badly. And then they showed this trailer off as like the skateboarding or whatever. And people mm-hmm. were like, oh shit, it's skate. And then it comes up as like a session. And people were like, oh. But this looks pretty fucking good. Like, the top review from Don't Kick uh, 500 people found this review funny. I'll buy it for you. <laughs> Very good. Uh, next funniest review I jump on my skateboard and do a 185 pop nugget over an elderly lady she swoons Tony Falcon is that you I ollie away into the sunset (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so yeah session as Steve said skate but made in Canada so obviously more relevant to you what do you think Steve it's available now in Game Pass or Xbox Game Preview as well Xbox Game Preview yeah I wanna Uh, should be the same price should be Ooh, it's twenty two seventy nine Canadian. Uh, let me check Session Creature Studios Xbox Store. We got twenty five ninety nine. Ah, all right. So you're paying a little bit more on uh, console. On the big boy console. On the on the big <laughs> boy, on the real gamer platform. 
That looks pretty sweet. I'm gonna wish list it. Can I wish list? Wait, hold on. Can I? You wish can list wish list it, Steve. On the Microsoft Store. Thing. No, that's not a feature yet. Fuck. There's a demo though, which is good. Every game should have a demo. Oh, that's true. Actually, I want to download the demo then. All right, demo sound right now. Oh, and and I wish list it too. Oh. I'm sorry, you're supposed well, to ask. I'm sorry. We'll double up, uh, Steve. After downloading the demo for session <laughs> colon skateboarding sim game bracket game preview bracket, will you be adding? session to your wish list yes excellent um last game i got for you today steve after i note this timestamp really subtly is radio viscera by fireface corporation in ottawa ontario it's coming out this summer you can wish list it on steam quote radio viscera is a fast-paced top-down shooter with out without bullets hurl enemies into brutal traps and blast your way through walls with your air cannon in this bloody arcade action game so I found this one during Pitch, Pitch Ya Game, which a bunch of people in our Discord were uh, posting about. It's like a hashtag where people like put GIFs and trailers into tweets with the hashtag Pitch Ya W, or sorry, the Y-A Game. Um, the premise of this game is super interesting to me. It's a bullet hell without bullets. Sorry, not a bullet hell. Uh, um, like It's one of those top-down like twin-stick action arcade games in a 3d space without bullets so Mm -hmm. what you do with this air cannon is you like launch enemies into like blades spinning on the wall or off ledges or in in other various ways that end their existence and in that way it's almost like uh it's almost kind of like pinball kind of like creature in the well where you're like you're launching enemies to create things to happen not hurting them directly Mm mm-hmm um what do you think yeah actually i didn't know about this game it looks pretty sweet the um i like i like physics i like when games have fun with physics like that mm-hmm. where the enemies are just like flopping around and they're oh there flying. is ragdoll <laughs> yeah and they're just flopping around and then flying into like a, a saw like a giant saw or something like that it's pretty sweet mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i mean it's colorful and car- kind of cartoony looking too which i think is uh fits fits the premise like pretty well and the Steam has GIFs as well, Steam Pages GIFs. It, they do have a very nice-looking Steam page. Uh, it does the thing I have only seen in... Well, they have a GIF within a GIF. I know. So that is also deep. They're showing off the show-off feature. Uh, fight for high score on the leaderboard and upload your own gameplay highlights with the automatic GIF generator. The game My Friend Pedro Blood Bullets Bananas did this as well, which I mm. thought was a feature that was really clever. It would take sort of like they what they thought was like your best moment from the game and you could tweet it out um and i did that a couple times it looks like at this one they pick like sort of three moments from the level and you can sort of preview it and i assume export it or tweet it out somehow so that is also a very interesting feature probably kind of similar to like when like in overwatch and all those games where it had like the best kill play of of the game yeah it's pretty sweet i like it what do you uh oh i already asked but i also didn't ask is Radio Viscera from Fireface Corporation in Ottawa, Ontario on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. That's it for wish list this this week. If you want to get your name, we want your name of your game, your name too. I'll talk about you as you make it um, <laughs> onto the show. Contact CanadianGameNotes.com. I will continue to mine the pitch you game hashtag and put out calls occasionally. But uh, one day, one day, Steve, we will have talked about every upcoming Canadian game in existence at one point. Ooh, I like Maybe. it. I don't know. <sighs> Let's close out the show. Talk about what we've been playing, Steve. I didn't get any new questions this week, and nothing in Discord's jumping out 
on the top of my mind. So uh, and we did play a lot this week. <laughs> you so, bought Grindstone again? So, Steve, here's the thing about Grindstone. Uh, <laughs> I have been playing Grindstone because uh, Cappy did. I never win these. They did one of these like oh. uh, riddle, riddles with the, uh, like a, a game um, code. There were like four or five letters missing. And it was like the rest are in our Discord. So I'm like in their Discord and I hopped over and I'm like, oh, the tweet was like five minutes ago. So you know, usually they aren't gone by then. And I found the clues in the Discord, put it together, and went to the Epic Store to redeem. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Grindstone. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel kind of bad taking um, that code away from someone who doesn't routinely get codes for Canadian games. Um, and also I was part of it was this like, game like for hours and hours and hours already. <laughs> I, have, I have also let my Apple Arcade lapse repeatedly just because I wanted to have the opportunity to play this game even though I didn't, so I consider it earned. But yeah, I got Grindstone on PC and playing it. Another thing I didn't realize is I think for the entirety of my time 100% in Grindstone on mobile, I was just like listening to podcasts or music or didn't have the volume on. Mm-hmm. And this game's soundtrack just rules, Steve. Like, it's surprising. Like, it's not... I don't know. Like, I played other match threes like bejeweled and matchly and other stuff like that but the, the the music in this game doesn't uh it, it isn't it isn't what you would think in terms of like the the sword fighting monster bashing you, you would expect a certain kind of music you don't get that it's very i don't know electric it's very produced it's very i'm trying to think of a good word for it just go to S- spotify listen to the second or third song on the um grindstone soundtrack and it, it it's so good like i routinely will be like playing and like just nodding my head and i'm like wait and i just like crank the volume on my speakers and i'm like this this fucking owns like mm-hmm. something i missed out playing on mobile where i don't normally have the game's audio on because i do like to listen to podcasts or i'm like somewhere with people so i'm just playing <laughs> a game on my phone yeah but yeah i'm like that, I'm like that too I probably, yeah i was probably like that too with the game like i don't really remember the games um Soundtrack. And I played on the phone and on Switch, and and probably both times. I was either just playing on my phone and just like like watching TV or something, and playing on Switch and with Sophia or something like that. So, how's it no, how's it play on PC? So like how like is it just kind of still awesome? Yes, still awesome. Um, there's two ways to kind of control it. You can kind of like uh, click and drag with the mouse, or um, use WASD or the numpad to sort of like push in a direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using click and drag with the mouse cause like to, to push like up into the left, you'd have to hit like W and a at the same time or like four and eight on the numpad. Yeah. And that just wasn't really intuitive to me. So it's been a lot more of the clicking and dragging, uh, with the mouse. Um, it handles great it, widescreen, like obviously the, right and left third of the screen are kind of just like your HUD blown up, which is fine. Um, and they added a new daily grind mode, which I really like, um, where you can, uh, try to like, there's a wheel at the top where the door would be. And you can like end a run hitting the target on the door to spin it or the, the wheel to spin it. We end that like either add a heart somewhere on the map or add like five, level 10 goons or something and you try to see like the highest score you can get there and i was like 45th out of like 90 people so i was like oh middle of the pack but we'll there get that are. back Don't oh worry. um because now epic game store has achievements right yeah and that was the other, i popped an achievement i was like what is that and yeah there's achievements on epic games now which is funny wicked wicked yeah, yeah. the the exclusive like 
platforms for this game are funny. Like, it's only on iPhone when it comes to phones. It's only on Switch when it comes to consoles. It's only on Epic Game Store when it comes to PC. It's just, like, mm-hmm. very, very funny choices. But that's sweet. Sucks to suck for everyone else who didn't get a chance to win, but they should buy it anyway, so. Shout out to Sam Webster, who is the composer and also follows us on Twitter. So you can follow them at Hall, H-O-L-L-E-T-T underscore Samuel, um, or just search Sam Webster. They've also done music for Reigns, the sort of like left or right card swiping game from Devolver, and mm. uh, as well as Skies of Chaos, which I've also heard about, based in Toronto. Sam Webster, you made a good soundtrack. I'm impressed. Nice job, Sam. Um, but yeah, so played Grindstone PC. Uh, I also was like curious after talking to about Russian Subway Dogs Vita port last week, and I was like, oh, I have that on Steam. So I downloaded that and played a bit of more of it, and it's still great. Also great soundtrack. Very, very geared towards someone who always wants to be doing something in a game like me, because it's, it's that action arcade rank up the numbers, juggle the vodka bottles to blow up the grocery bag holding Russian subway guy so that his cabbages fall out of his bag while they're already on fire for double points. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want that. Uh, it's good. It, the All the text is in Russian. Like, a bunch of the just text is in Russian. I have no idea what anything in this game says. <laughs> so, aside from, like, retry or options, it's all in Russian, which is awesome. Lean into the aesthetic. So, been digging that. Um, of course, is coming to PlayStation Vita I mean, probably this year at some point where Steve and I will buy it again. How can? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm day one on Vita. Actually, I don't. Actually, I don't own. I don't. Uh, you can't loot me in there. I don't actually own the game, um, unless I was given a code for it. And I don't remember, but because I've been waiting, I've been saving myself for the Vita. You know what I mean? I feel you. Um, if it never comes to Vita, if he if he can't get the port out in time or whatever, then I'll cop it somewhere else. But I'm, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for the Vita. But, I bet uh, it's I bet it's even better on Switch than Vita. No offense to Vita, just I like the bigger screen. You know what I saw the other day? I saw I had a Facebook memory that was like, um, like oh, I was talking to so and so about the Wii U versus Vita and which one I'm more excited about. And I think the answer is Wii U. That was like a Facebook memory from like nine years ago. <laughs> man, I want and I wanted to share it, just being like, oh man, I was such a fucking idiot back then. But the person I mentioned is someone I didn't really want to like bring up again. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. But good call. Point is, stupid Steven, stupid. So, I mean, both were quickly abandoned by their respective developers. So that's true. They bounced. It bounced. Um, I also <laughs> dived back into Disco Elysium since they had a big update that added a bunch of uh, voice acting, re-recorded, added voice acting where there wasn't, um, re-recorded a bunch of voice acting that they didn't have funds to get done as professionally the first time, let's say. Like, a bunch of the voice acting in that game was guys from uh, Chapo Trap House, which is sort of a uh, leftist American podcast. Um, and... Some of them aren't in the game anymore because they got real voice actors who know how to voice act to do it, which is probably a good thing. Although, as someone who listens to hundreds of hours of Chavo Trap House, it was funny having their voice in this game. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Disco Elysium, developed by Studio Zaum, Z-A-U-M, I think. Uh, it's a, I guess you could say it's in the heritage of point-and-click adventure games heavy narrative lots of voice acting um, oh i thought it was like an rpg there's a lot of rpg um, elements in it too and like you have stats and an inventory but for me it feels more like a point and click but like like it feels like my inventory and my relationships with people 
in like something I played like Grim Fandango, but it's also hilarious and is dealing with a lot of really modern themes. Like you play a police officer who wakes up incredibly hungover in this hotel where they've been sent to investigate a murder. And, um, it kind of just goes from there. You can go crazy ways with this game. I've seen people who, you know, I guess, you know, the, the, the range of ways you can end as this character are like giving up being a police officer or just like, um, leaning hard in fascist cop cracking skulls. Like you can go lots of different directions with it. Um, and the very interesting thing to me about Disco Elysium is some of the characters in the games are some of the characters in the game are parts of your psyche and your personality. Like you talk to your logical, the logical center of your brain. You talk to your ego, you talk to all these other Latin terms. I had to Google to figure out what they mean. And (laughs) and that's very funny. Like, like there's a part early on in the game, like right after you wake up where you go up to the mirror in the bathroom and the first time I played through, I looked in the mirror and you just realized you're just a horrible, ugly man who's hung over and, and it really shits on your self-confidence. And this time at the very bottom, it was like, I can't bear to look. And I just clicked that. And so, so far for the rest of my playthrough, my player icon in the bottom left is like blurry and uh, my guy's face is kind of blurry. And I'm like, oh, I can just choose not to self-actualize for this playthrough. And you could, and then people ask you like, hey, who are you? I'm like, you could just be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know who I am. I don't want to know. I'm just doing my thing here. And it's, yeah, it's a very weird, philosophical, artsy, pretty, well-voice-acted game. Hmm. 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 I, I, I haven't, Yeah, I haven't played it. I saw it came out on PS five or four or whatever mm-hmm. um and it's kind Which of like appara- apparently it's a really good port because you wouldn't expect a point and click to translate that well but a, a couple of podcasts I listened to checked it out on ps5 and they're like i was surprised i i almost prefer it on console because the bigger screen really brings out the game's gorgeous art in a way it doesn't on your monitor mm. quick question for you the, mm-hmm. the achievement you got was in grindstone right mm-hmm. is there anywhere on the epic store that says it has achievements um because I want to look at the games that I have, um, but I don't see anywhere see. on there that says like no with achievements, blah blah. Like I, because I, I assume it's not every game. Let me see. So when I click it in the library, it just launches it. When I hit the three dots, I can go to store page, verify, create a shortcut. Yeah, like I, I see. I'm profile. on the store page now, and I see like tags, publisher, platform, release date, blah blah blah, but not like enough features or like a form or anything like that so i'm just i'm I'm trying to find like even my profile or like where i would where i would even see see all your achievements let me see yeah i don't even know where i would look at the achievement list for this game i wonder if uh some nerd is probably put in like where there's achievements it had that thing where when it popped it was like shift plus tab to view so there might be some sort of in-game HUD, I could verify later, but yeah, I, I don't even know where to view that. That's fair. Um, Wait, what is this? Is this a... I don't know what like you're a, looking at. It's like a Trello, Epic Games Store Roadmap Trello. Oh yeah, they they have that public with like... Oh really? Yeah, I remember they, when they launched, they put that up and it was like... I was like, I just want to know when the wish list is coming up. And that was like in the July, whatever year, or that year, part of the... <laughs> the thing and i was like oh they're super open with it which i appreciate that's cool yeah. um so we also played operation tango we did on uh, playstation 5 the first 
PlayStation Plus game for PS5 developed by a Canadian. Did you make them the banner? I didn't. Ah, oh, Stephen. That's fine. Because um, I don't know how to make it anyway, so. That game's pretty sweet, though. So, yeah, basically, you play, one person plays as a hacker, the other place, person plays as, like, what? what's the job? The agent. Agent. I think. And, like, I can't, so that, I was the hacker, like, I can't see what you're doing, and you can't see what I'm doing, like, we don't see our screens at all, so we have to, like, talk to each other and just, and figure it out, and essentially, like, you're breaking into the thing, and I'm, like, going through the computer systems and all that stuff, and I haven't, I've known there have been games like that, like, you know, um, shut up and nobody exp- or what is it? Keep talking and nobody. Keep explodes. talking. Yeah, I keep like talking. shut up and nobody explodes better though. <laughs> That's what the sequel should be called. Should we call that um, another Canadian developed game? But I haven't played anything like that. So like the fr- when we played that, I was like, this is awesome. And you know, just describing some of the shit, like I could look over and see Heather just giggling because I'm sure she was just like, what the f- like, what are they fucking playing? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know, it's a good length too. Like we were hyping up because it's like four hours long and like this is it's like the perfect length because it's going to. Like it's already going to take us like two weeks to try to beat this, mm-hmm. um, but I had a lot of fun. Like I Me too. like definitely worth it. Um, it comes with the friend pass, right? What I don't know is like if you had a PS4 and I had the PS5 Plus edition, if like I could still give you your friend pass. I assume so, but mm, I don't know. I don't know either. We also we encountered one bug where we were kind of mm. locked out of a door we need to get into. Yeah. Those- also, but then we just like reloaded and we were right there again, so it was not a huge issue. Yeah, those bugs are, are the most annoying because it's not obvious, right? Like, if, if it were just a crash, it's almost, like, a little bit better because you're just like, well, I just booted up again. Mm-hmm. But it took us, like, not a long time, like, four or five minutes of just, like, no, I'm, I think I'm supposed to be able to do something here. And then we just, yeah. like, restarted stuff. So, yeah, we, but, we were locked out of a door we were supposed to go through. So, yeah, But but that's it, the only gripe so far. I dig the style. Oh, and we also, the intro cutscene had no audio on either of our ends. But, again, oh, yeah, those, those are... <laughs> Technical hiccups on the way to a more stable game. And uh, again, I, I'm familiar with at least one of the programmers on this game who was putting in some 40-hour weekends. So it, it came in hot, and I think all things considered, it's pretty solid, especially if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Yeah, it's definitely... I had a lot of fun with it. We're going to finish it and probably get the Platinum together. Yes, yes, please. Yes. Um, I bought Love on Switch, or a, a puzzle, puzzle... What's the actual game called? Love a puzzle box filled with stories. Yeah, it's so just bought, that like one building you're spinning. Yeah, so I bought that. I haven't played it yet. I haven't had a chance to play. Have you um, seen the vine where they're like, uh, "Why is everyone afraid of love?" And then it cuts to him going around the corner to this random old lady. He's like, "Love," and she's like, "Oh." No, I, <laughs> That's what I, I haven't seen any vines to be honest. Oh unless man, unless it was transformed into like a TikTok or something, I haven't seen vines. That's um, what I think of whenever you you mention the game Love. Love. And uh, but I did get I did manage to play Mighty Fight Federation uh, this week. Um, just kind of clean up some of the trophies and stuff. I had to drop the difficulty to like very easy because I mm. I'm just terrible at it. Um, and played through it. Still having fun. Don't know how many people are playing this game. Like it still mm. seems like there's very little. I want to give a shout out just to the developer, but I'm blanking on their name right now. But it's on. I think it's on everything. But not yet Xbox. And yeah, looking at the site, it says Steam, PS5, PS4, Nintendo Switch. So I'm still hopeful that when they release it on Xbox, because I think they've kind of said that they plan on printing it everywhere, mm-hmm. that they just like release it as a Game Pass game or whatever. And with cross play, that sort of like pumps some life into the game. Because 
uh Comey Games is the developer by the way and uh, in Toronto in Toronto and uh yeah it's fun and you know it kind of smacks that genre that I don't think is really like I don't know many other like four person sort of arena battle games like I don't think there's that big of a um fighting games are weird right because it, it seems like people just focus on the same like three or four games mm-hmm. like Smash Brothers Dragon Ball Z Fighter whatever whatever and like I don't know, fucking Tekken or some shit. Tekken like, would be the closest analogy for this one because that is like a 3D fighter. Yeah. But people kind of refer to like Power Stone and I'm just like, guys, Power Stone's like 20 years old and there, there was two games. So it's like, is there no other like famous games like in the genre, like this 3D arena fighter? And I, uh, there was Shrek Super Slam, which I had on my Windows PC in 2004. How was that? Was that good? Uh, I loved it, and then I tried playing it later. I think I got on GOG or something, and it's terrible. It's one of the worst games I've ever played. <laughs> Never played games reason, from your childhood. <laughs> I know. For some reason, as a five-year-old, I thought was, like, Donkey could do a dash, the Donkey Dash, and they all had, like, ultimate moves and stuff. It was, uh, yeah, that's that's the same style of, like, 3D fighting uh, game as Mighty Fight, but Mighty Fight looks much, much better. Because they, cause they also have, like, Toe Jam and Earl and, um, and Ukulele person, too. And I think they're bringing the, not the Castlevania person, but, like, the... That the Bloodstained. Blood, yeah, yes. Bloodstained. Yes, they're bringing that, that person, yeah. too. So well, I'm just, like... Got connections, man. Yeah, and I'm just kind of, like, I don't know. Let me check... Uh, let the me soundtrack check, yeah. features composers who've worked on Sonic Mania, Ruby, Rocky IV, Transformers, Mega Man, and Shovel Knight. Like, the game only has 17 reviews on, on Steam, so... Um, hopefully, hopefully they're working out on that, like a game pass kind of thing with, uh, Xbox or just something to like pump something, pump a little bit more life into it or something like that. But it's still mm-hmm. fun. I, I enjoy it. I'm just trying to like, I beat Resident Evil Village. I'm completely done with that game. I don't want to ever fucking think about that game ever again in my life. And now I'm just kind of like going to the bottom of like my trophies percentages on PS5 mm-hmm. and just like trying to clean up. So it was this Returnal and, and, uh, Devil May Cry 3 or 5, uh, five and i'm just playing these three games kind of just like the goal is to get them the trophy percentage a bit higher because i'm i don't want to because of my setup i don't want to buy like ratchet and clank on the tv that i have like i want to wait a little bit so i'm not going to buy any ps5 games for the time being i'm getting ratchet and clank except I'm for so excited except for chivalry but i mean like beautiful looking games like that's why ratchet deserves to be played on like a dope tv mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i don't have that right now so not yet but you'll have to tell me about ratchet so I will next weekend. Cool. We got to figure out a better time to record because I bet a bunch of the announcements are going to be that Sunday or we normally record. So I don't know. We'll have to. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, have we'll to think about it. Logistics. So, uh, Steve, you are now two for three on bets. So anything you want to lock in? Uh, should we make a uh, uh, E3 bet each? <clears throat> a bet? Yeah. 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 What could we? What could we bet? Um, if we want to make a Canadian, I bet the Xbox show is where we get the Everybody Saves the World release date. Yeah, I feel like that's a gimme, though. Too safe, I'd, though? I'd, I'd be surprised if we if we don't get I'd be really shocked if we don't get that. To be you want a risky bet? No, I'm just saying. I'm, you mm. know, a bet's a bet. A bet's a bet. Let's see. I think, uh, I think I can get 10 Canadian games out of the Xbox showcase. 10 Canadian... Ooh, okay. I like that one. That's good. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna put that down for me. 10 Canadian games shown at Xbox E3 show. Uh, I'm pretty confident off the top of my head. Like, 
a couple of the indies, Age of Empires 4, um, and I bet uh, Gears News. I bet we could get to 10. It would be close, though, but that's my bet. Okay, so looking at going with Nintendo since you did the Xbox one. Okay. Next level games, because they mm-hmm. were purchased by Nintendo. Their last three games, 2013 with Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, 2016 mm-hmm. was that Metroid Prime Federation Force, and then 2019 was Lu- Luigi's Mansion, mm-hmm. which doesn't suggest a 2021 release, but maybe a 2022. So maybe an announcement, I'm more to say that we'll get like the announcement of their next game, whatever whatever it is they're working on for next, next level games. Next game. From I'm not super confident games. on it, but I wanted to, I wanted to okay. kind of go into Nintendo. I want them to do another Mario Strikers game, because I think oh, they helped on those before... Yeah, they did uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be that would that. be Yeah, that would be sick, actually. And, like, um, with Mario Golf coming out, you know, maybe they're kind of revisiting these sports games. Very down and uh, very excited for the coming week and week or two of loads of announcements and fun trailers and hype. Uh, hype, 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 hype. As someone who's normally incredibly cynical and, and rude to everyone no. I talk to. What? No. No? Okay. No. That's it for episode number 188 of the Canadian podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining me, Steve. Thank you at home. If you want to help us keep doing what we do, patreon.com slash devs. Loads of perks. And at the accredited patron tier, we want to give you a personal shout out at the end of every episode. Like Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Eric Beer, check out thebotbook.com, Eleanor, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham Graph Metal, Meow the Leon, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. We would also love to take any feedback you have about the podcast, uh, segments you want move different places based on your viewing listening habits, or podcast segments you want added or removed. Give us feedback, as well as anything else you want. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave it in the review section below. If the podcast service of choice you're using doesn't have a review section, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Send us questions, too. I had fun answering Aaron's questions last week. Um, and, yeah, stay uh, stay tuned for more Steve losing, lost bets, I think. Um, yeah, Steve, you, you said last week that you bet, your, uh, you bet your stocks do badly. I don't know what the time frame is on that one, but should we consider that one loss given another <laughs> week? Um, my, my stocks did decent, but Bitcoin was down. But I don't have a lot of money in bitcoin so let's let's push it let's push it down let's see when the first like five percent either positive or negative growth all right first five percent uh we also bet that the stevens receive one vaccine in june 2021 which we're still on track for yeah i I got no i got mine on tuesday wait so who's that bet with oh you got yours i'm getting mine on friday i got i um i had yeah i got my 5g uh earlier this week my arm hurt i didn't get any of the like symptoms though it was just my arm kind of hurt for 24 hours and that was it i'm fully expecting to get knocked on my ass because i'm a, a huge baby with it i i've always just been lucky with like vaccines and needles and stuff like that like when i got the vaccine you're supposed to wait like 15 minutes or whatever i, I left like a minute later like i just <laughs> i'm like i'm not waiting everyone awesome. looked at me and just like where are you going i'm like i'm like i'm fine don't worry and uh maybe i shouldn't have done that but whatever that's more for like allergic reactions and stuff, but yeah. And I've never, like, I've just never had any issue with that. So maybe I'm getting a little bit of pompous in my old age, but pride you know. goes before the fall, Steve. Shit can't hurt me. Whatever.
COVID shot two knocks you out. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I heard the I heard the second one is like worse somehow. I don't know. How. I don't understand science, but I don't understand science either. But uh, I understand the power of worker solidarity. So I hope everyone talks to their coworkers this week, ask each other how much you make, and uh, create some class consciousness. Oh, Megan and Harry had their second child. Disgusting. They named it Diana. That's kind of cute. All right, that's it for this episode. <laughs> Talk to everyone next week. Oh, the police are coming for me. Can everyone hear? I don't know if that picks up. Yeah, it is so, it, I can hear it for sure. They're, they finally had enough. 50 degrees here. Celsius in my apartment right now, so All right, turn to space again. Okay, right. goodbye, everyone. Bye. Cheese bread, I love that. Oh, fucking love cheese bread. I can't eat just normal, like, bread now. It has to be something. You know what I mean? Cheese bread or croissant or sourdough bread. I can't just I have, love like, the, cheesy croissants. I can't, I just can't have, like, the brown Dempster's bread anymore. It's like, that, that part of my life is now over.